In this episode, I'll share with you one of my earlier clearings that I did that taught me two really valuable lessons, including the importance of releasing fear and the importance of having a routine. If you've been following this series at all, you know at this point that I sometimes run into very intense situations. And I want to remind you, as you listen to these, that your guides will not put you in a situation that you cannot handle. I did handle the situation I'm about to tell you. (laughs) It was uncomfortable though. And I learned a really great lesson. So let me jump right on in. This was very early on in my uh, job of crossing over spirits and helping spirits to um, move along on their journey. I went to this home and it was a farm, absolutely lovely family. There was a mom there. I remember the mom was there and there's a teenage boy there as well, her son. And it it was absolutely, were absolutely lovely. They had a farm stand and they sold meat and it was just the cutest house, but it felt very uncomfortable. And I walked in and a male spirit came up to me right away. It was very confrontational. Like, I don't want, you know, anything to do with you. So I walk in with the intention of scanning, you know, the house, see who's there, what's going on. And I saw him and he came right up to me and he was wearing a butcher's apron, had blood on it, that type of thing. And my left brain went, you gotta be making this up because that's what this place is, you know? And I could tell that the male spirit had been, uh, had passed away a number of years ago. I could tell just by his clothing that he wasn't, you know, in this modern time, maybe 40, 50 years ago or something like this. So I asked the homeowner, I said, do you know if there was ever like a a butcher that lived here uh, years and years and years ago? And she said, yeah, actually the first owner was a butcher. So now my logical mind <laughs> pops into this intuitive moment. And I think oh, he murdered someone and I felt the fear come in again. This was in the beginning of doing this work. I hadn't been in too many uncomfortable situations yet. And now here I am in another one. So the fear set in. And because of that, I couldn't really do my job. I couldn't really connect with the spirit, find out the information, help him, you know, start to transition in his journey to cross over and uh, become really unstuck. So there I am still kind of relatively new at this fear set in. I'm looking at a butcher. He's got blood on his apron and the homeowners confirmed this was a butcher. So my logical brain is like, oh, he killed a bunch of people. You know, this was the human in me, the fear speaking. And he could hear me because they can, they can hear your thoughts and they can, you know, they're, they're not limited by, they don't have physical five senses anymore. And he knew I was scared. He could feel that. And he knew that I was frightened that he had killed someone. And it was very interesting. He was very upset at the idea that I would, you know, think that of him (laughs) Came right at me. And he was like, I did not. And you know, I asked my guide, I said, okay, what's going on? Is this me? And my guide was like, yeah, this is you. You need to, you need to balance, ground, clear, protect. Come on, Bo, you got to pull it together here. And I did my best, pulled it together, walking through the house. I started to feel that there were more spirits in the home. 
Now he, he disappeared. I don't know where he went again, still very early on in my career. wasn't very good at kind of, you know, holding the space with them. And I, I knew there was a few other spirits in, in, in the building somewhere in the house. You know, I went upstairs to, to an upper level and I saw a little boy in spirit form and I, I said, are you okay? And he didn't speak, which was really interesting. Didn't even, I mean, didn't verbally speak, didn't like mentally speak, didn't show him anything. He was just there. And then I looked around and there was another little boy. So there was like three or four little boys and now I'm like, okay, something's going on. And I went right back to, oh, he killed these little boys because <laughs> I've got this like butcher story in my head. But it turns out he didn't. Turns out he didn't. I got the little boys were standing there and they're now looking at me a little confused as to why I'm there. And so I gathered them around and that kind of maternal instinct I have just went, okay, we need to get, we need to get you guys home. You need to cross over right away. Um, you know, and so I, I, I kind of sort of rounded them up around me and in, in this like little circle. And I remember putting a huge ball of light around all of them. And when I did that, something happened that was so deeply moving, which is why I will never forget this one. <laughs> this one, I can, my memory is really sharp on this because I was so moved. I was moved to tears and they gathered around and all of a sudden they started to see each other. It was almost as if they couldn't see each, like they, they didn't know the other boys were there. And then they started to the white ball of white light I put around them. They started to see each other and I saw them reach out and hold each other's hands very interesting when they did this they grew up like right in front of my eye like i watched them go from you know six seven eight year olds to to grown men still in spirit form and one of them turned and smiled at me and i was like i don't know what i did but i'm feeling really good about where this is headed here and then they all crossed over so i was confused didn't know what was going on, couldn't understand what had happened right there, but I was just so happy that these little boys crossed over. So I'm talking to my guide. I said, I don't, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? He said, I'll tell you later. Just you need to cross over the, the, the man that's still here. So I'm back on task, walking through the house again, trying to find him. I get down into this. It wasn't like a basement. It was kind of like a side shed that was just a little bit under the house. And I could feel that this was, you know, what we would call a hot spot. This is where he spent most of his time. This is where he worked hard at anchoring in to, to stay here on, on this earth. And he said, yeah, and I went down there, I felt the hot spot and then I felt him. And then I kind of focused, I focused in by defocusing <laughs> and connected with him and said, what was, what's going on? There, there were little boys upstairs. They all grew up and, and left. And he was like, this is none of your business. And I, at that moment, I just knew. I said, you know, I knew that he had hurt them. I said, are you worried about what's happening to you? He said, yeah, if you knew what I did. And I don't know how I knew. I just knew. I said, if you knew what I did, you know, I'm, I'm going to hell. And I'm like, okay, you're not. You're not. And, you know, the one question that they ask me sometimes that I can't do much about is, well, how do you know? Because I know I know, but this human 
body hasn't gone through the death process. So I don't have that human, you know, logical confirmation that that's exactly what happens. But when they do ask that question, I say, I just know, I trust it. You're going to be okay. So he said, fine. And he disappeared. And the energy in the air all of a sudden felt really good. So I thought, okay, this is, uh, he crossed over. Good. Awesome. So I went outside, looked at the entire house as a whole. It all looked great. I was like, okay, this is good. We're, we're, we're good to go here. The homeowner actually sent me home with some like prime rib or something. It was just the sweetest, uh, encounter. And I got in my car and I'm driving home. Now it's, it's nighttime at this point and I'm driving home and I'm like, okay, I did it. I, I, I worked through the fear. I'm still a little shook, but I worked through the fear and I'm kind of talking myself through this. Like, it's okay. You know, they don't give you anything you can't handle. You got this. And the butcher showed up in my car. He had not crossed over. I made that assumption that he did. I didn't check in with the guides. I just saw him disappear. Like that's because that's normally how it works for me is that when they do cross over, they just kind of disappear. There's no light. There's no door. I don't get like a check mark. And so typically I ask my guides, did they cross over? Well, I didn't do this. I left the home I'm driving home now and he's in my car and it gets worse. He not only has not crossed over, but in the passenger seat of my car, this man turns and says, well, we're going to go home to your sons now. Mm -mm. My kids were, ugh, I still don't like this one to this day, but my kids were about the same age as the boys that were um, in the upstairs of the house and fear whew, kicked right back in. But it was a little bit different fear. This fear was now I'm protecting my kids kind of thing. So I, I didn't go home. I drove to the location. Uh, there was a spot in the woods that I used to connect with my, my main guide, big dog. And he was the one that taught me everything. And I drove there. I thought I'm not driving. I'm not, you're not coming home with me. Clearly you're now attached to my uh, energy and, and you're coming with me. So I'm not taking you home. So I went to where I would meet big dog in this wooded area because I knew I would be safe there. Perhaps I could get some assistance, clarity. And it was a spot that I had been in so many times. And I was so energetically strong in that spot that that was the only thing I could think to do because now it went from fear to, mm, no, sir, that was the wrong thing to say to me. So I'm now angry. <laughs> I'm driving and I get into, and this is, I learned a few things this day. Uh, I get into the, the circle area that I would sit in, in the woods and big dog was there. And I said, I said, can you help me? And he said, yeah. You know, now when I was um, on site, he was there too. But again, like I said, I didn't check in with him. I didn't talk to him. I didn't connect with him. So now I'm driving straight there. I can feel big dog's energy. I know he's there. I asked for his help. He said, okay, I want you to bring in this color and do this and do this. And I, I actually can't recall the steps that he told me in that moment, but I did it. And I crossed the gentleman over. It was more, it was the first time um, that I had realized the importance of checking in with my guides before I wrap up a clearing. It was a time that I realized my fear makes me vulnerable. So I remember standing in that in the woods and it was at night and I was with big dog. And I remember saying out loud, 
I will not fear again. There will, I will not have fear in these situations because I, I felt it. My fear came in, my guard came down and I couldn't do my job effectively. So I worked through my anger, helped this man cross over, release all of that human ick attachment of being a perpetrator, all that kind of stuff, releasing his story so he can cross over and, and go back to being the pure soul of love that he is. And I just took a deep breath. I remember sitting down just like, Ooh, that was, you know, that was pretty, pretty taxing when it comes to the boys. The other thing, the, the, the young spirits that were in the upstairs who grew up in front of my eyes and then crossed over. I asked big dog about it. It's all done. I'm ready to go home. I asked big dog about it. And he explained to me that when those gentlemen, they were hurt by the butcher, but then they went on to live their lives and grow up. And this was one of the moments that had scarred them the most. So when they passed, they reverted back to that location, back to the age that they were trying to deal with and trying to process in order to cross over. It wasn't every young man that this, this male had hurt, but it was a handful of them. And when I brought that white light in, it healed that injury for them, allowing them to go back to their adult form and then finish their crossing over process. It was very, very beautiful and very moving. I, what I learned, <laughs> not, in addition to not letting fear step in, and I say it that way because that's what happens. We, we open it up to fear. And when we do, we also open up to vulnerability. But I also learned how important it is to have a routine when you do these clearings. Every clearing is different, but have a routine. What do you do before you go into the house? What do you do when you leave the house? <laughs> How do you know for sure that everything is done and set and okay? So that routine was established that day. I got clarification probably eight times <laughs> that this, this male spirit had crossed over in eight different ways. I'm like, I'm seriously not going home until I know for sure that this is the case. I remember going home, looked at the house from the outside, bubbled it up, looked at my kids' bedrooms, bubbled it up, looked at my kids, bubbled them up. I went into the house, I bubbled the house up, I bubbled their room up and then felt great and went to bed and everything was fine. But it was intense. It was intense. And if you take anything away from this one, it would be that uh, to fight back the fear, to release it, as if it does come in, set it to the side, tell your fear this is where you're going to sit for a moment. You can come back later. I've got a job to do. And the other one is set your routine to make sure you're okay, to make sure that everything is clear and good before you leave. These situations do still come up. It's not common. And again, one more time, they're only going to give you what you can handle. But when these situations come up, moving that fear over, having a routine, will allow you to be able to bravely step in and assist somebody that for many, it would be really hard to assist because they would be so, you know, a lot of us are so upset at what they've done in this lifetime. But the bottom line is people that do this work, we do it because ghosts are people too. 
This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition, bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information.